What up, bros? Welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. Nah, I'm Caleb. And we're a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot a bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we will be skipping over adventures and hunting. Uh, we're not going to talk about pops or Blu-rays. We're going straight through, straight to Through the Wall, because we have so much to talk about when it comes to everything that was announced from Comic-Con this past weekend. Can um, you say nerdgasm? Right? <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever been that giddy at work seeing all the news that we got. I literally wanted to run out of the store screaming. Dude, I was in Vegas when all when I saw all the shit that was getting announced, and I was like, I was losing my mind, and people thought like I won a jackpot or something, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I did mentally. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, technically... We're going to you know, talk about it later, but Disney and Marvel did win the jackpot in a way. Yes, they did. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about all of that amazing news, and then with this week's sneak peeks, we'll be giving our thoughts on the final trailer for It Chapter 2, um, and then we will be moving on to our main event of the evening, which will be our All Bros breakdown of Toy Story 4. Hell yeah. So what do you say we get started? Let's do it. All right, so jumping into Through the Wall, San Diego Comic-Con. Holy shit. Holy shit. So much goodness, all from Marvel. All from Marvel. This is going to be an amazing Phase 4. And what's crazy, it's it's only two years, I want to say, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Whereas two. Phase 3 was 4. No, Phase 4 was 5, wasn't it? This is phase four. Sorry, I meant phase three. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we've gotten that. Yeah, we're finished with phase three. So how long did phase three go? I can't remember. So it's ten year or. Oh, you're talking like like, the whole phase three. Yeah, wasn't it like 2016 to 2019? What was the first? What was the one that kicked off? I want to say it was Captain America: Civil War. It wasn't Ant Man. No, Ant Man was still part of uh, phase uh, two. Okay, so if it was Civil War, that one what came out in what? 20... 2016. 2016. So about three years? Like three and a half? In a way. Yeah, so, three and some change. Yeah, damn. That's not bad. And, well, that's not all of Phase 3, is it? What do you mean? Like everything that... Oh, shit. I meant Phase 4. Like, everything that they announced, that's not all of Phase 4, is it? I want to say that is. It is? Yeah, I think that's all. I don't two know if years can... is quick. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I don't think they can really cram anything else into two years. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be that'd be rough. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, I can't remember what Kevin Feige said, but he said there's a reason why there's not an Avengers movie in this uh, phase. Do you remember? Uh, nope. But I can look it up. Okay. If you keep talking. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know about Caleb, but my, I mean, we'll talk about it, you know, coming up, but when I heard, uh, you know, oh, Jeremy Renner is officially getting his own, uh, Hawkeye series on Disney plus. I, I literally screeched like a little girl. I, like, I, oh, I was so happy. And the fact that he, uh, 
he literally uh, streamed the entire teaser on his Instagram. I'm like, Jeremy Renner, you are the man. You are the absolute freaking best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't give anything away, so like, I don't think Kevin Feige's too mad at him. I doubt he's even mad at him. It was a cool, cool ass uh, teaser, though. Um, did you see it? Yeah, so I looked it up. So he did an interview with IGN, and he says that they're the absence of any team up film in Phase Four is the result of a shift to new things. Instead of focusing on established heroes coming together, the next two years of Marvel movies will focus on new heroes and revelations. Okay. Yeah. So cool. That's why. Because he wants to focus on new characters. I respect I, that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I can understand like why Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2 aren't in Phase 4. I'm sure they'll be in Phase 5. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And I'm thinking they're going to throw in some of the new people that we've seen. Yeah, probably. Um, so, which one do you want to talk about first? So, I have just the Marvel... Hall H page up right now. Okay. So I just say we go in order from this. Let's do it. So the first one is the Eternals. The one I know nothing about. <laughs> I know nothing about these characters either. Okay. So good. all that I know about the Eternals is what I've heard from the Dynamic Duel podcast. Okay. And so these, from what I understand, the characters in the Eternals are. Celestials, I think. Oh. Kind of in the way that I think Ego was. But Interesting. They, I think they might be... I don't think that... It's not not Celestials. There's, there's another word for them. But I can't recall it right now. Shit. Uh... He's already failing. I'm just Whatever. Kidding. I'm kidding, bro. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I... Ah, shit. Let me see. I'm going to pull up a little quick thing about the Eternals. Okay. So the Eternals are a fictional species of humanity appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. They are described as an offshoot of the evolutionary process that created sentient life on Earth. The original instigators of this process, the alien celestials, intended the Eternals to be the defenders of Earth, which leads to inevitably it leads to the inevitability of war against the destructive counterparts the deviants that's so dumb <laughs> the deviants so it's basically so it's a species of humans that the celestials created Interesting. and then they were kind of confused for like gods that's why they're Names are so similar to things that you'd find in mythology. Oh, okay. And all of them have cert like special powers. Mm -hmm. Like all of them have like the same powers, but each one of them thrives in a different aspect of that power. And I don't know which is which on these people because I don't know my Eternals very well. I I want to read up a little bit more on them, but we got. The entire cast, not the entire, but most of them. So we got Richard Madden, who is playing Icarus. Kumail Nanjiani as Kingo. Lauren Ridloff as Makari. 
Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos or Fastos. One of those. Yeah, and his name is supposed to be similar to uh, Hephaestus, one of the Greek gods, and then Lauren Ridloff, who's playing Makari, is supposed to. I think hers is like speed, and then like supposed to be like Mercury. Mm-hmm. Selma Hayek as Ajax. Leah McHugh as Sprite. Don't know who Sprite is. Don Lee as Gilgamesh. And Angelina Jolie as Athena, whose name is supposed to be similar to Athena. And yeah. So it will be directed by Chloe Zhao. Coming to theaters November 6th, 2020. I feel bad I only know two people from that cast. Oh, wait, no, three, sorry. Who do you know? Uh, Kunal Na- Najiari? Kumel. Kumel, I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay, so Kuma- Kumel, Angelina Jolie, and Selma Hayek. Those, those are the only three I know. So I knew, I know Richard Madden from... What's he from? Game of Thrones. Okay, then yeah, I don't know him. Yeah, he's from another movie, but I forget which one. The other ones I don't know. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm. It's definitely got me interested into looking into who these characters are and kind of their story. I don't know. I kind of want to wait to like wait for the first trailer before I really like start diving into these characters. Really? Yeah, I just might wait until the first trailer. Why do you want to wait? I don't know. I don't know. I kind of want to build up the anticipation. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, the next thing that we got was the first show coming to Disney Plus, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Aw, yeah. Hell I yes. loved Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan's entrance because Anthony Mackie was like, oh, you know, he's holding the shield. He's like, oh, you want to hold it? And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, he's holding it. Like, not even like five seconds. He's like, okay, that's enough. Give it back. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's how it's going to be in the show. Like, maybe Falcon has, like, second thoughts, gives it to Bucky, and then he's like, uh, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I'd love to see that kind of bickering. That'd be awesome. I'd Like, I love their, their banter. It, it's great. So I think it's going to translate very well to a miniseries. Yeah, definitely. Um. So, yeah. And it was also revealed that Daniel Bruhl, or Bruhl, however you, I'm going to say Bruhl. Bruhl. Yeah, I Bruhl. think it is Bruhl. Daniel Bruhl is going to return as the villain Baron Zemo. I'm very excited for that. Oh, I'm so pumped. Like, I really liked him in Civil War. I didn't think he got a lot to do, so I'm really excited to see if he can add a lot more to the character. Yeah. Especially considering he gets to wear the iconic mask. Hell yes. That's going to be I'm so excited. Like, did you see the little tease of the mask? I did. It looks great. I didn't think it could. I mean, it's just a basic ski mask. Yeah, but. It looks freaking awesome. It does. Like, I'm actually surprised it translates so well. Yeah. Apparently, with, like, the little teaser that that they gave, um, it shows him saying the words to Winter Soldier that, like, mind wipe him oh shit and it i think it's while winter soldier is charging him and he's like like yelling these words out and he's it doesn't work i think he gets pushed back really far and he's just like well can't blame me for trying (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like fair enough dude yeah yeah. fair enough was your only defense understand that you went for it (laughs) you took a shot you missed 
Uh, so that is supposed to be coming to Disney Plus in the fall of 2020. That's somewhat fast. That's somewhat fast approaching. Considering that's the first show, I'm 100% okay be- having it so far into the year. I am too. So it gives me some time to save up to afford Disney Plus. I think it's only like eight bucks a month. It's only like seven, but oh. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm poor, dude. No, no, dude. <laughs> I no, I understand. I I am too. No. But I'm so pumped. I, oh, I am too. Oh, d- it does kind of suck that you, we have to add another streaming service to our long list. Yeah, Netflix, like after Hulu, this, and now. Like, damn it! Especially knowing that's these are going to tie into the movies. Yeah, like you can't not. This thing, like with DCs, I'm like, eh, I don't really need it. With Mar, with Disney, I already even before they announced all these shows, I'm like. Considering I'll be able to like watch all like the classics and everything, like it's worth the seven bucks a month. Yeah, you'll finally be able to watch Aladdin. Shut up. <laughs> okay, they're actually okay. So no, I saw they are releasing the original on 4K with the new one coming out when it releases on Blu-ray. You're gonna get it. I think I'm gonna get both on 4K Steelbook. Bold move. Seventy dollars. <laughs> oh my shit. god. Well, they're each thirty-five. Dude, I'm like sitting here struggling with seven bucks. You're here struggling with seventy, freaking like no see, middle lower. No, see that's all going on my Best Buy credit card, so it's not really coming out of my pocket. Yeah, I'm like low, low class. You're like I'm low. You're low. like no. You're like low middle. No, I am not. Oh hell no! I'm called bullshit because you're stu- you're complaining about spending seventy, and I'm like maybe I can spend seven. <laughs> Okay, no, I'm still, even growing up, I was low class. I'm still low class, bud. Yeah, I was like middle. Yeah, I was going to say, don't you even try to pull that low shit. I wasn't going to pull that low shit. I'm just kidding, bro. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Okay, next up, we got a brand new character coming to the MCU world. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Just like Eternals, I know nothing about. I don't know very much about him either, but it's going to be starring Simu Li... I'm going to jack his name up. Simu Liu? Simu Liu? Simu Liu? Simu Liu? Simu? S-I-M-U. It's a cool name, but yeah, no, it's hard to pronounce. Simu Liu. Hey, he's going to be Shang-Chi. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Aquafina will be in this as an undisclosed role. I've heard she's great. Dude, Aquafina is freaking hilarious. What is she in? Crazy Rich Asians. Of course she is. And she's going to be voicing uh, Scuttle in The Little Mermaid. That's That's the seagull, right? Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen The Little Mermaid in so long. It's been a, It's been a day. Yeah. Then we also got Tony Leung as the real Mandarin. Ben Kingsley wasn't the real Mandarin? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So he's not an actor? What? (laughs) So the character Ben Kingsley played, he was supposed to be like a fake Mandarin, like the face. And then I think everyone assumed that Aldrich Killian was like the real Mandarin. Nope. But yeah, no. So the real Mandarin is going to be facing off against Shang-Chi. Interesting. 
I wonder if this is going to take place around like Iron Man three. That'd be kind of like funny, because then they would need to do a Ben Kingsley like appearance. Be fine. They like, probably oh, just end up killing him because like, he oh, screwed what? up. Yeah, it's like oh, what the hell? This guy is a paid actor. This is bullshit. He's not doing his job. But it'll be awesome to see like the legit Mandarin. That is gonna be. What's I was hyped for Ben Kingsley's Mandarin only because in the trailers, like all of his monologues that he had, they were badass. So when you saw that he was just an actor pretending, I'm like, well, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I I don't think Shang Shang Chi has any powers other than being really badass at kung fu. Hey, some of the best Marvel heroes have no powers. That is very true. Yeah. That is very true. Um, certain someone hit hit. <laughs> certain two actually. <laughs> so this will be directed by a Destin Daniel Cretton, and it'll be in February in theaters February twelfth, twenty twenty one. Ooh, two days before Valentine's Day. Yep. Bummer. Actually, wait, no, that could actually be a good thing. I don't know, are you going to take Brayla to go see this for Valentine's Day? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think if she wants to go see it, I'm going to go see it opening weekend regardless. Yeah. I want to, like, my goal is, because I think I missed a couple on opening weekend. I want to go opening night to all of these. And, well, obviously wait, not one, the shows. Which but... ones have we missed? Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, we missed. Oh yeah, that's true. Because that was Braille's fault. Um, He's never gonna Spider Man. We go. missed. Oh yeah, we didn't see Spider Man. Wait, Far From Home. Oh yeah, that's true. But we saw Homecoming opening weekend, didn't we? Yes. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, that kills me that we didn't see it opening weekend. Yeah, what? Else? I feel like we missed another one. We definitely didn't miss Infinity War Endgame. Thor Ragnarok, we didn't see opening weekend. Thor Ragnarok, we yeah. didn't? Uh-uh. That's right. Yeah, we saw the second weekend. Yeah, so my goal is opening night for all of these. I'm in, if that's <laughs> alright. You're so dumb. <laughs> I just wanted to get the look on your face. <laughs> alright, next on our list, we got WandaVision. A original series starring Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, reprising their MCU roles as Scarlet Witch and Vision. Oh, he's not Jarvis. <laughs> Gosh, you're the worst I today. Know I am. <laughs> you just want to quit right now, don't you? Uh, we also got so along with them will be a Tayona Paris who is going to be playing a. An adult Monica Rambeau. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's going to be cool. Has, so, have they said when this mo- this series takes place? So, I, it's supposed to be after Endgame. Because this show is going to le- is the t- going to tie in to... Doctor Strange 2? Yes. Which, thank goodness they like, didn't call it that. Like, directly going to tie in. So, it's supposed... I know. That's why I said they should have fixed Vision if this was their idea. Yeah. But why well, call it WandaVision if Vision really isn't there? Yeah. I mean, maybe they, you know, like there is a way to bring him back. I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, if there's a way to bring him back, why can't we bring back Black Widow? Exactly. Well, I know Jarvis I was a, a robot. <laughs> I know, but still, I miss Nat. I miss Tony, too. I miss them all. Yeah, so let's... Let me see. Did it depress you at all not seeing, like... Like, you know, like, uh, not seeing any of, like, an Avengers movie on there with Phase 4 just really sunk in. Oh, yeah, three of the original Avengers are dead. Well, that sucks. That kills me. Well, Cap isn't dead. I know, but still, it's it's like sad not seeing an Avengers movie, and also for that reason. I'm a little bummed out we didn't get another, like, group team shot. I know, right? Like, just one final team shot. I mean, well, well, technically we did when they went in the past, but it was also the first one. Oh my gosh, was that the last time we saw... That was, the, yeah, they've said that was the last time we saw the original six assembled. Ah! <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that shot was the first, and it was also the last. Shit. Absolute <laughs> shit. I know, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna... Next time I see Endgame, I'm gonna break down at that scene. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what how they're gonna bring back Vision. Like, I hope... Like, Could we they... get, like, a cameo of Banner that's just like, here, we fixed him. Or maybe Shuri? Shuri could fix him? Yeah. That'd be way cool. Banner and Shuri working together. Yes. Cool. Even though Shuri kind of, like, made... Banner kind of feels stupid in Infinity War. Well, he said his specialty is gamma radiation. That, yeah, that's a good point. It's was Tony and Shuri that have, like, they know freaking everything about everything. Yeah, true. That's a good point. So I'm real excited to see Paul Bettany back. I can't wait to see uh, Elizabeth Olsen back in the part. I love her as Scarlet Witch. Especially I'm... that scene with her and Thanos in Endgame. Like, he was fearing for his life. He's like, yeah, he, yeah, rain fire. He pussed out. Yeah, he did. <laughs> He's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, next on our list, we got another Disney Plus show, Loki. Did they announce a lot about this one? Because I want to say I didn't see a lot. So this is from, yeah, so it's obviously going to be starring Tom Hiddleston. Okay. And it's coming. Or oh, hold on. WandaVision is sp- coming out spring of 2021. Sweet. Same as Loki. Sweet. It's coming out 2021. This is supposed to be following Loki from Endgame, escaping with the Tesseract. Oh. So this is supposed to be the Loki without all the redemption arc that he got in Thor: The Dark World, Ragnarok, and. Anything else he's ever been in. Okay, I love that, but it's kind of sad to see that we'll never see that Loki again. But just seeing, seeing, being able to see Tom Hiddleston back in the role, I can, I'm okay with this. Yeah, because I love like everything Loki does. Yeah, I same. wonder where where they're gonna take the show. Like, is someone gonna fight him? Is he gonna have to fight someone worse than him? Like, what's the deal with this show? Do you think? I don't know. Could they really put in a Thor cameo there? Because I don't, because Thor doesn't know that he's alive. That is true. I don't know. This is gonna be an interesting show, though. It really is. So I'm pumped. I am too. When does that one come out? Uh, spring 2021. Spring 2021. So same as Wandavision. Damn. Both in the same 
season. Dang. Yep. Um, and after that, after those shows come out, we are going to get Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Didn't uh, Kevin Feige say this is like the first like kind of like horror yes. MCU movie? I'm so stoked about that. Yes. And I cannot wait to see Benedict Cumberbatch back as Stephen Strange. Yep. He's coming back. Scott Derrickson is returning as director. Yes. Um, But he will be joined by Scarlet Witch. Is Wong in, in it? Is Wong? He yeah. better be. I'm going to be so pissed if Wong isn't in it. Like, come on. I. You got to have Wong in a Doctor Strange movie. Like, yeah, exactly. Come on. So this is also, like, there's a lot of firsts with this movie. This is going to be the first MCU horror movie or scary movie. Yeah. And this is also going to be the first MCU movie to tie in to a sh- one, of, their one shows. of the shows. That's going to be so badass. That is going to be so freaking cool. Ooh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I feel bad for the, like, I hope it, they have to have, like, a, a nice balance. Yes. Because you can't have so much stuff that it like a lot of the stuff doesn't make sense if you haven't seen WandaVision. Yeah, that's true. Because it WandaVision comes out in spring, so March ish, I'm guessing. Because see. this Doctor Strange movie comes out in May, so it has to come out before that. Yeah. Oh damn. So yeah, people are not going to have a long time to binge that shit and then go catch Doctor Strange too. Yeah, but we will. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'll dude. binge it in a weekend if I have to. Oh, dude, same. So, yeah. I, ooh, I'm i excited. I am too. I can't wait. I'm really interested to see how scary they get with this, though. I know. Ooh. Have they... It, I don't know. Has he talked about it at all being rated R? Or is it still going to be PG-13? I, it's still going to be PG-13. I don't, I don't, well, I don't know how I feel about a rated R MCU movie. Yeah. I don't know if it could work. Because they were talking for a long time that Black Widow was, was going to be, but yeah. it, I don't think they're going that route. I'm kind of glad that they aren't. Yeah. I think they hit their stride. Like, once you start getting X-Men and Deadpool back in the mix, yeah, definitely go rated R with Deadpool. Oh, I feel you, you can't, have to. Yeah, you can't have Deadpool without having him be rated But R. like we've said, once you start, like, doing crossovers... You need to just dial him back. And yeah. Bring him PG 13. Yeah, absolutely. Like, give him a sensor like that he's aware yeah, of. That'd yeah. be freaking hilarious. That, yeah, see? <laughs> he doesn't have to be rated R to be funny, but that's his best materials, rated R. Yeah. Okay, next in the show, it, this one's an animated show from Disney Plus the called What If? And it will be based off of the What If comics. And it'll be the first animated series in the MCU. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is going to be the voice of, or is the narrator, and he will be voicing the Watcher. Jeffrey Wright, that sounds so familiar. Yeah, I know. Like, it's been bugging me forever. Let me look. And then a ton of people are returning for, are going to be voicing their characters in this show. Um, it will present alternate realities in the Marvel Universe that are set to warp your world. Summer of 2021. Okay, so do you... Wait, let me make sure this is the guy that I'm thinking of. Okay, do you remember the Hunger Games Catching Fire? 
Yes. Remember Wyrus and Beatty? Yep. Uh, he Beatty, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he played Beatty. Remember he him? has a nice voice. He does. <laughs> so, like, yeah, now looking at him, like, okay, yeah, that's going to be amazing narration. Yeah. The only other person I think that could do it, like, basically on par with him is Jordan Peele. Yeah, I would have, I would have, either or, I would have liked. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Ooh, I'm even more excited now. Hell yeah. So yeah, this is a what if series, and there's so many like what if comics, but they're going to be doing their own based off the the MCU. I like that. I think that's a good call. So they have already got like Josh Brolin's going to be returning. Uh, Chadwick Boseman is going to be doing his voice. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's going to be doing his. And like a bunch of others. And I'm pretty sure it's been, I don't think it's been like 100% confirmed yet. But the first what if uh, thing that they're going to do is what if Peggy Carter got the Captain America or became Captain America. Oh, that's going to be awesome. That would be so cool. That's going to be really cool. <laughs> it's going to be weird because she's British. <laughs> yeah, but. But who cares? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited for that. I love Peggy. I do. Too. And Haley Atwell's returning to voice her, obviously. Oh, I'm so excited. All right. And then next we got also on Disney. Or so, what if it's supposed to come out summer of 2021? Okay. Then the next show that we'll be getting will be coming in fall of 2021, and it will be Hawkeye. Sorry. What in the hell? I'm sorry. I'm excited. I'm going to have to like edit that to make it sound deeper. Because that was high. <laughs> I can go high if I need to. Let's Sometimes. Not. Oh, come on. <laughs> Please. Uh, starring Jeremy Renner. And it will also... I mean, she hasn't been cast yet, but it will be introducing Kate Bishop. Oh, yeah. Who will take on the role of Hawkeye. Aw. I'm just kidding. Well, we don't know if it's just if she's just going to take on like that name and oh, do her own thing, yeah, and no, like I'm maybe Jeremy Renner still does his Hawkeye thing, or if it's like a passing the torch thing, or I, know, I feel I feel either way you're going to get Hawkeye. I know. I feel <laughs> with him having a family, I think it would actually be appropriate if it was the passing of the torch, because I don't think, he, I mean, I don't know how much longer he really wants to be Hawkeye. And it's a bummer because well, I feel like they should at least like introduce like do it uh an origin for him they should and someone uh i want to say it was uh in one of the videos when you know jeremy renner comes on stage someone pointed out that you know maybe he wants to, the reason why he wants to train someone to be hawkeye and pass on the mantle is because after what he did as ronin he doesn't feel like he deserves to be called that anymore that is true because that the that's what the show is also going to be yeah they're going to be time as ronin which oh i'm so excited about that's gonna be sweet yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, when they said that, I'm like, that is very interesting. I could see that, that he doesn't, he doesn't feel like he deserves to be Hawkeye anymore. Dude, you know, it'd be badass if like, so this is supposed to be like what? Six episodes. Yeah, I think so. So if they had like two episodes where they show what he was doing as Ronin and then after the second episode, they're just like, okay, now go watch Endgame, And then 
after you're done watching Endgame, you get to continue. That would be next. awesome. I would shit myself <laughs> <laughs> if it told me, hey, go back and watch this. I'd be like, yes. <laughs> really shit would flow out of your ass. Yeah. Okay. Like, just instantly. <laughs> like, oh, and I wouldn't even be mad about it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh. moving on. We're back into MCU movies. Um, Thor. Thor 4, which will be called Thor Love and Thunder. I would have thought it had been really funny if they actually just called it Thor 4. Thor 4. Yeah. But a little funny. It would have been freaking hilarious. But it wouldn't have worked. Uh, Natalie Portman will be returning, uh, joining Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Taika, Wat- or Taika Watiti is returning as director, and he is confirming that Jane Foster will become the mighty Thor goddess of thunder. And I am, I, I'm excited. I really I, like Jane Foster's Thor. I, I am too. Um, Out of... Like, honestly, out of, like, I feel like the three big Marvel movies that were announced at this uh, Comic-Con, this is actually my third favorite. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Is it because Natalie Portman? A little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I Just from what she said, you know, like how she didn't like being part of the Thor franchise. And just, I don't know. I just don't know how good she's going to give her all into this role i mean like i think it's really cool that she actually you know like came to comic-con and everything that's really awesome that she you know she's showing that you know she still wants to be a part of this franchise it didn't really like i will give you that it doesn't look like she still wants to be a part of it because yeah. when take watiti handed her mjolnir yeah the way she was holding it was not very heroic it was just kind of like hey look at me like like she had that kind of face oh okay yeah see i don't like that and I was like, ah, like, no, if you're going to take Mjolnir, you freaking yeah. manhandle like, that shit. Like, compare that, like, oh, uh, that, and then, like, look at, like, Jeremy Renner's, like, entrance, like, how, like, the lady that did, uh, was doing the con- the panel, she's just like, yeah, and uh, I think you went for, like, best entrance, because you can see, he's, like, you know, like, uh, high-fiving, like, every single, trying to high-five every single fan, and just, he made an awesome entrance. Like, you can tell that this guy loves to play Clint Barton. He loves it. Um, I don't get that from Natalie Portman. Yeah, I mean, are you shitting me? I would have broken the table behind me with that damn hammer. <laughs> right? Same! <laughs> if I had the honor to be able to hold Mjolnir yeah, in a movie, I would movie, smash something. Yeah. Right? Like, I would turn around, just, like, smash a table, and lift it, just like, yeah! I feel my... No offense to Mjolnir, I'd feel a lot cooler holding Stormbreaker. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> like... But now that, like, Stormbreaker's out... I know, I, but... I hope that's not why they're giving her Mjolnir. Because, like, you remember the... It's supposed to be, like, her own Mjolnir. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. So, that I think that's why she should be able to hold it. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. Like, I love that Taika Waititi is returning. I think that's fantastic. I can't wait to see more Chris Hemsworth at the store and Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. But, I'm sorry, Natalie Portman is dragging this movie down for me. <sighs> I know. The logo is badass, though. It is very badass. I it... love the logo. I honestly, when I first saw this, it was like really bright. So I like all I saw was the the title for it. Yeah, and I it was so bright I couldn't 
read it clearly. <laughs> and so I just, I was like looking at it and like trying to focus my eyes. And I thought this was like something regarding He-Man. And I, was I like, can understand what the that. Yeah, and doing in Marvel, <laughs> and then uh, like it focused, and I was able to see Thor, and I was like, "Oh, sweet!" And I saw Love and Thunder, and I'm like, less sweet. <laughs> it's like Disney really does own everything. If they're gonna put He Man in Marvel, yeah, I'm excited. Like, I hope she just, I hope Natalie Portman gets a little bit more stuff to do i like too. gives her something to be excited about yeah like i liked her performance in the in the first one and f- the first thor but in thor the dark world it, she was it, just a damsel it, and she, i think that pissed her off yeah in some scenes you can totally tell that she's just phoning it in oh for sure definitely okay moving on to our second to last movie Black Widow. The one I am most excited about when it comes to Marvel movies. I cannot wait for this movie. I'm pretty pumped. Like, Scarlett Johansson has come out and said this is the most brutal, brutal movie she's, like, ever filmed. Like, this is the most fighting in the MCU ever. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, um. So this is, like, they actually said that they took a note out of Logan's book. I think that actually works for Black Widow. I think it does too. And throwing David Harbour playing, I think it's funny that his uh, name in the movie is actually a, a kind of a little bit of a, a reference to Stranger Things season three. It's uh, Alexi. Yeah, it is Alexi. Okay, I can't remember if it was that or another name. Yeah, so it's so. going to be obviously Scarlett Johansson reprising her role, joined by David Harbour as Alexi who's also known as the Red Guardian. Yes. Put the, those two in a movie, and I'm rude, literally sold on anything. And I just love Scarlett Johansson so much as Black Widow, especially after Endgame. I just can't wait to see her more as this character. Yep. Then we got Florence Pugh, or Pug. One of those? I don't know. P-U-G-H. P-U-G-H. Like, Pugh, yeah. I, Pugh? Pew as Yelena. Uh, I don't know. Okay. O T. I really don't want to <laughs> say what I think how this is pronounced. Fagbini. <laughs> Wait, where is it? Florence. It's right under Guardian. <laughs> oh, Florence. Fub. I don't know. I want to. I would think that the G silent. So maybe Fabini. Fabini. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> um, as Mason and Rachel Wise as Melina. Yes, you really can't say you can't really say that in a different way without saying that word. I know exactly. <laughs> so it's got to be Fabini. Please tell me it's Fabini. <laughs> uh, it's the other way. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, then we got Kate Shortland directing. Okay. And this will be coming in... It'll actually be the first movie that we get. Yeah, next summer. Yeah, May 1st, 2020. Yeah, boy. Um, I'm surprised we didn't get... Like, figure out who Taskmaster is. That's true. And Scarlett Johansson, like, literally did not say anything. Because she was asked, like, oh, you know, like, what are the... 
maybe what what are the odds of you know Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye showing up and she's like, yeah, I ain't saying shit. Ooh. Marvel's got her scared. <laughs> well, no, it's not that he, she's scared. It's just I I don't know. I feel like this movie has so many surprises that I mean, she didn't say I ain't saying shit. She didn't actually say that. I was just saying that. Um, but I don't know. Like, considering that they said like it will explore her time in Budapest, I think it'd be kind of dumb not to include Hawkeye, wouldn't it? At least in a little cameo. Yeah, I think it should because it, it. They said it's going to explore her origins a little bit. So, Yelena, who is being played by Florence Pugh was chosen as the new Black Widow after Natasha was no longer loyal to Russia. Oh, okay. And so she's like the blonde Black Widow. So they think that maybe her her haircut in Infinity War ties into this movie. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. That made me even more excited. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Red Guardian. I don't know what Red Guardian looks like. Alexei Shostakov. Where's the picture, Marvel? (laughs) Well, no picture for me. F me, I guess. Well, too bad. (laughs) Too bad. So sad. Yeah. And then lastly, I mean, technically not last, but this is the last thing that has been like confirmed. Mm, Yeah. Kevin Feige also introduced Mahershala Ali as our new Blade. Aw, yeah. I love Blade. I I do, too. And I want to say Wesley Snipes already gave his uh, okay for this. Yep. Yeah. He he said, go for it. Like, go, you know, he's happy about it. I hope they bring him in as, like, a cameo. I hope so, too. I really do. Because they show someone, like, that looks really similar. Yeah, right? Like, I saw a picture of Wesley Snipes' blade and Mahershala, like, next to each other, and they had the same mustache and everything, and I was like, is that what he's going to look like? Clicked on the link, and it was just, no, it was his response to Wesley Snipes, and I was like, oh my gosh, they look exactly the same. Yeah, they really do. The only thing is, that, like, I think Mahershala is a little skinnier. Yeah, that's really it. But no one was freaking guessing that this was going to... Sh- show up no this just came out of nowhere and i love it i love it so much i'm so excited for blade i am too um stoked this would be an interesting movie for marvel to like start off doing r being like listen this is our this like this is a a darker route that we're taking and this is like where we want to take some of the darker characters so like Blade, like if they introduce Punisher at all into the MCU, because I don't think Punisher can work as a show anymore. Yeah, sadly. Yes. Um. But yeah, or um, no, Daredevil wouldn't work, or Iron Fist, or Luke Cage. But just those dark characters, no, I think, yeah. should that should be rated R, or they're just going to take a really dark path with Blade. Either way, I'm freaking oh so oh, excited! I can't wait. That one I actually watched live. Really? Yeah. Oh shit, dude! I bet that was awesome. It was so cool, dude. 
like I, I'm not sure if it was like actually live, but I was watching like a stream yeah. of the video and they're like introduced Blade and I was just like, Yes. Like I threw my phone and was like freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> That's awesome. And like I said, I was in Vegas, so everyone thought I won a jackpot, which I did. <laughs> just not like a monetary yeah, just, jackpot. Just not physical. <laughs> it was an like, emotional jackpot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then, to top it all off, Kevin Feige confirmed that they are ta- working on Fantastic Four and X-Men. Yes. And I could not be happier about it. And then they, well, then they also talked about Captain Marvel 2, Guardians and 3. Bla- yep, and Black Panther 2. Black Panther 2. Like, so all those ones. But we're not going to get those until probably Phase 5. Yeah, I agree. Which I'm fine just knowing what I'm phase too. four is gonna be. I know yeah, I cannot wait for phase four, so fine if those have to wait till phase five. Yeah. So now that we've talked about all that news, got two other Marvel new uh bits of news that are you okay? Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh two Marvel movies crossed big milestones um over the past couple days at the uh, box office. Spider Man, far from home has officially joined the Billion Dollar Club, the first Spider-Man movie to ever do that. So, so exciting because we both loved that movie. Oh, so good. Such a great Spider-Man movie. And the big one of them all, Avengers Endgame has officially surpassed Avatar to be the biggest movie ever not adjusted for inflation. Yes! (laughs) Finally! Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, Dude, when that was the best news. I know. Uh, right? And then on top of that, we get all the San Diego Comic Con shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kevin are you Feig- kidding me? Yeah, Kevin Feige even announced it during uh, Hall H. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Avengers Endgame is now the highest grossing movie of all time. Thanks to you guys. <laughs> well, it wasn't officially yet, but for how close it was, they, because you know, like how they can track box office, they already knew that by Sunday it would already become the biggest movie of all time. <sighs> yes. So. And James Cameron, being the nobleman he is, um, congratulated them in a very honorary way, just like he did with Titanic, with an awesome shot of Iron Man surrounded by, um, I don't know what they are, but they're like... I call them the space jellyfish. There we go. With Iron Man surrounded by those, and it was an awesome picture, and it was very nice of him to do that. And then even like the Russos uh, uh, posted an image of, you know, like their moments seeing his like films for the first time and just like how much of an impact they both uh that he's had on both of them and so it was really nice seeing both you know creators just acknowledge each other in very noble ways and i really appreciated that so marvel is officially on top they are on the top well technically it's disney because they own the world (laughs) that's true that's true i think I don't think James Cameron was expecting superhero movies to be as big as they are. I don't think he did either. Like, he even said, I think superhero f- movie fatigue is going to set in, and I'm sorry, man, I don't think it is. Not yet. Bullshit! Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know... Talk to me around phase 10. <laughs> right? Um, And I know, like, you know, some have said, like, oh, you know, like, it's going to be short-lived. Avatar 2 is going to pass it. I don't know if Avatar 2 can pass this. Oh, hell no. Like, it's been so long since the original Avatar came out. 
I know that the fan base is strong and, you know, like people have been wanting the sequel, but it's been pushed back for so long. And I don't know when Avatar came out, I feel like it was the movie that, you know, you had to go see in theaters. You had to go see it in 3D. You had to see it for the visuals alone. Some people didn't actually love, love the movie. Yeah. The story was not great. Yeah. Like, um, the visuals are the only, like, redeeming quality of that movie. Yeah. And, like, when they weren't in, like, their the Avatar world, yeah, the movie was boring. Yeah. Like, so, really boring. So, for a while, uh, my uh, co-worker, JC, a really good friend of mine, was um, kept saying, like, oh, come on, Jonathan, you gotta at least see Avatar once. It's the highest grossing movie of all time. And when they announced that, I'm like, so, um, does this mean I don't have to watch Avatar anymore <laughs> since it's not? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i was being kind of an asshole um but yeah i i don't know i just i just don't see avatar 2 passing avengers endgame as the biggest box office movie i highly doubt it i i hope it doesn't i i i think avengers endgame deserves to be on the top i if anything the only reason avatar even got as high as it did was because there was like no movies that came out. That's true. And it was released one or two times. Yeah. Marvel did it once, or did a re-release once with some, gotta say, shitty footage. <laughs> but it still got them. It still got them <laughs> up, up there. to number one. So. I would have, I, shit. You know what I wish? I wish, they should do a what if series on what if they didn't do the re-release. <laughs> Okay, that, that like, would be pretty I funny. Been, I'm really interested to see if it would have beat it on its own. I don't think it would have, honestly. Really? Yeah, because um, it was losing a lot of theaters, and with the re-release, they were able to put it back in like most of the mainstream. Um, because I want to say uh, Grace Randolph from Beyond the Trailer said that before the re-release came out, Avengers Endgame was actually only playing in one theater in New York. Oh, shit. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't think it would have been able to do it without the re-release. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to this week's sneak peeks. We got our final trailer for It Chapter Two. Was it the final? Yeah, it's the final trailer. When's the movie coming out? September sixth. September. Oh, it's July. Yeah. <laughs> dude we were talking about like springtime so much i was like we're in may <laughs> i was like I we wish could we... get a final trailer and i may. wish we were in may that that would mean that school isn't approaching again <laughs> that it isn't yeah if we were still in may I mean that it wouldn't be approaching fast like it is now uh, yeah but school sucks yeah well college isn't as bad as high school holy for that yeah, yeah i wouldn't know not missing much i'm just kidding it's yeah, fun but i'm not it's fun i enjoy college anyway you're enjoying the debt no i'm not <laughs> let's not talk about that <laughs> all right so it chapter two the final trailer oh my gosh so oh my gosh freaking good i cannot wait for this damn movie dude this movie's gonna be freaking sweet i just hope that it's as good as the first one I if if Bill Skarsgård gets more to do as Pennywise, better. it's going to be like everything I've seen of him from Chapter Two is just amazing. 
Yeah, dude. Like, do you remember how much crazy shit the original did with the adults? Yeah, I'm so excited to see that stuff. Well, and they couldn't like really do a lot of like the messed up stuff that's in the book because that was you know made for TV. I feel like I want to say someone said like you know like when the balloons are like floating down under the bridge. I want to say someone said that that's actually like a very messed up scene in the book. Yes. So I'm excited to see what happens with that. Oh, I'm so excited. So, I'm so excited. I, I am too. Just ah, like I, I, I want a ah, what's the what's the term called? An homage to the library scene with the balloons. In the, with the original. original that i laughed my <laughs> ass off during that because you could see the people <laughs> yeah, really good. Uh, like you could see that they were supposed to not react and then you just saw like a little <laughs> jerk back <laughs> i would have done the same thing i feel i, I, I hope they have like an homage to that scene where they do the exact same thing and they just let one person's flinch get into the final cut <laughs> That, that would, would be pretty make great. my life. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Oh, <laughs> uh, especially because they didn't see it coming. <laughs> I love that scene so yeah, much. Great. I love that scene. Uh, uh just the scene where uh, Bill is in uh, the like kind of like the fun house with his son, and it looks like Pennywise is about to eat him. And like this just proves how great of a. Uh, actor james mcavoy is like his like plead of like please don't do this was like very was that his son yeah i, I want to say that's supposed to be bill's son and i thought it was just some random kid would you really say please if it was just some random kid well yeah wow. okay yeah. if you're a decent person wow, i'm an asshole i'm a dick yeah why would you why <sighs> okay rose <laughs> okay i'm gonna why, retract why would you I... bring your child to dairy to dairy <laughs> because i'm not a great parent <laughs> uh, that i mean that <laughs> that sums that's it a all pretty up. decent excuse <laughs> yeah right okay sums it all up um say <laughs> so i'm gonna retract my comment that yeah i would go after the kid as well i'm sorry i'm an asshole for saying that <laughs> I'm thinking of, you know, like in most horror movies, it's like, oh, uh, fend for yourself. Like, who gives a shit about anybody else? So almost everybody is in a horror movie. Um, I'd be like, thanks for the head start, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're the effed up one. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying if it was my kid, I'd be like that. If it wasn't, I'm that asshole that'd be like, thanks for the distraction and peace out. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, that looks like a really cool scene. The whole like chant that Georgie is telling I'm assuming he's shouting it at Bill, like, you lied and I died. Like, damn, like Like what did he lie about? I don't know. Like I don't remember him lying about anything. I'll have to watch chapter one again. Unless it was just like he lied to his parents and then moved or something. No, I don't think it's that. No. Uh he, he must have said something before he sent Georgie out. Maybe, like, did it have something to do with, like, always, like, helping him or whatever? And then he, like, goes, remember when, like, the little kid? Or the, when he had, like, the missing arm and everything? And he was, like, saying stuff like, oh, you said you would always. You just call him the the little kid? Georgie. 
Come on, man. Like you remember when he like that scene oh, when yeah. they're in the sewer and he's like you you said you would always do this and then he's just like nope and then he freaking like yeah he shoots shanks him in, him in the head yeah he shoots him in the head yeah yeah maybe that I don't know I gotta watch chapter one again because I want I have a feeling that it has to do something with what Bill says to Georgie in the beginning. Well, there's an you know be real messed up. <laughs> what <laughs> if that was really Georgie? <laughs> Oh and, my gosh! And Pennywise was like near the well, just like, "Oh shit!" I don't. That would have been freaking funny. I don't know if that would really be funny. I think you would that, laugh. You would okay. have laughed. No, see, I'd I'd be like in shock. I'd probably laugh after the movie ended. I would not laugh at that moment. And I feel that would have been way too far. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Like, he had the missing arm and everything. Like, but still, he honestly could have been. could like, have. I want you to watch that scene and just imagine. No, I thought No, I thought the same thing. Like, when he shot him, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me, Bill? <laughs> but, like, when he started co- to contort back to Pennywise, I'm like, damn, he Pennywise is, a, like, the master of manipulating. Yeah, I... I still stand by that. I think he should have been like eating popcorn and been like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, I thought I was messed up. <laughs> or just like something where he was just like, where he comes around the corner as Georgie and he's like, <laughs> like looks up and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> She's like, you know, on second thought, I'm really not that hungry anymore. <laughs> where he runs around. Oh, you're messed up. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm the you, you think I'm that messed up? <laughs> At least I kill people I don't know. <laughs> oh. Gosh, I would have ruined that movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're making it darker than it should be. Actually, wait, no, I think you can always go darker with it, I feel. I kind of want to read the book. I have the book. I started reading it. I never finished it. (laughs) I want to read it. It's a long book. Is it? It's over a thousand pages. Okay. I'm just saying. Also, it's like some Harry Potter books. That's true. I'm just just saying it's a very long book. So it's understandable why they had to split it into two parts. Yeah. Is the book split into two parts? No. It's just one full book. No. So, because it's like... Because I just want to read the adult section to see where they're going to take this... See, I want to like wait to see the movie and then read the adult section of the book and just see like, oh, they didn't put that in, they didn't put that in, they didn't put that in. I'm that kind of person. Yeah, see, I saw all the Harry Potter movies first and then read the books and reading them. I'm like, that wasn't in the movie. That wasn't in the movie. Why the hell wasn't that in the movie? <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's how I was. Um, but overall, fantastic trailer. I cannot wait for this damn movie. September 6th needs to be here. Let's go. So, excitement level, I'm guessing 10? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Same here. Oh, yeah. So, what do you say we now jump into our main event of the evening? I say let's do it. All right. It's time! Time for the main event. Let's play Alright, so with our main event of the evening, we will be finally, even though this movie came out on like June 21st, we're only a month late, 
<laughs> we <laughs> we will be breaking down Disney Pixar's Toy Story Four. Hell's yes, and it's a solid movie. It is. It's better. It's a better standalone than a better than a Toy Story. I I'll feel. give you that. It's but. still my third third favorite of them all. Yeah. So, but before we get too far into this, what do you say we pick up with the uh, start with the plot? Yeah. All right. Oh, hold up. Oh, sorry. Let me go through the thing. So, our breakdown system. If you're new, we split the th- movie up into. I think I said eight. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, eight. Eight different categories. The first one is story, where we just break down the entire story with spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, you might not want to listen to this. If you have seen it, by all means, listen to this, please. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, story, writing, acting, the character development, which I think we're going to go with Woody on this one. Woody and Bo Peep? Or does Bo... Well, Bo Peep, like, kind of gets a little bit. Not as much as Woody, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe it really is just Woody. Then the music, the effects of the movie, which is going to be the animation. Which was flawless. Uh, The costumes, which that one's going to be a little rough. Yeah, I don't know how to grade that. Do we, like, grade of, like, how the costumes looked on the new toys? I don't know. Yeah. And then, like, the overall genre grade, which we decided is an animated family film. Yes. So, with our the story category, Rose is going to read us a summary of it, and then we just kind of break it down as, as we read. Yep. All right. So, during Andy's childhood, nine years earlier, his sister Molly gives away her toy Bo Peep and her sheep. Woody considers going with her, but realize that, realizes that Andy still needs him. Okay. With this scene, you know, like how they were uh, going to, they were uh, trying to save RC. Yep, that was in the gutter. I legit thought that like they were not going to be able to get him, and he was going down the drama. Oh shit! So that's how RC. <laughs> that's why RC wasn't in Toy Story Three. <laughs> I was going to be like, damn, that's depressing. But thankfully, they were able to get him, even though like Slinky basically almost like died for how much he had to stretch out. Yeah, no poor, shit. Poor Slink, dude. If Slinky was real, he'd be all types of jacked up. Yeah, with the <laughs> shit that they put there, him. Yeah, through. there's no I way he would. I put Slinky through less, and it's broken. <laughs> there's no way he would be able to get back to his original form. There's no way. Okay, so Woody considers going with her, but realizes that Andy still needs him. Yeah, I feel that would have been. I mean, I think it was interesting how like Woody, you know, like you know, like hesitates putting his hand on the box, but then when Andy. You know, call you know, calls like, oh, you know, have you seen Woody at all, Mom? Like he's like, yeah, no, I can't do it. Like I did appreciate, like you, it showed in that moment how loyal Woody really is to Andy. Mm-hmm. Just so. the kids in general. Yeah, right. Seriously. Uh, years later, after Andy donates his toys to Bonnie, that was even hard to watch in a small monologue. It was still very sad. Uh, Woody and the other toys are happy in their new life. Worried that Bonnie will feel overwhelmed at her kindergarten orientation, Woody sneaks into her backpack. After a classmate discards Bonnie's arts and crafts supplies, that was really effed up. Like, he just walks up and steals the shit. I'm like, little asshole. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Woody covertly recovers materials from the trash along with a spork. 
Bonnie turns the spork into a handmade toy she names Forky. And I thought it was interesting how they, they uh, you know, like, how, it was interesting seeing him come to life. Yeah. Like, I, like it makes you wonder, like, what brings a toy to life yeah. like that? Because not even Woody was planning on it. Yeah, because he's like, oh, look at me. I'm just talking to a spork. And then, like, Forky blinks. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Trixie's... Trixie had the best reaction. She's like, hey, so Woody, I have a question. Wait, you know, actually, I have, like, all the questions. <laughs> I'm like, I think you're, like, every audience member, Trixie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. At Bonnie's house, Forky experiences an existential crisis, believing he is trash and not a toy. That that was funny, watching him, like, keep throwing himself away. That was pretty funny. It was pretty great. <laughs> but it also... <laughs> Woody kept falling asleep or wanting to fall asleep right yeah do toys get tired (laughs) that's yeah that's true that's an honest question but the whole like song that they're playing this is leading up to the next part of the story but like you know like when they're on the road trip um and they're playing this randy newman song i can't let you throw yourself away like i just want to start laughing i was smiling but i didn't laugh but that was just too funny. That whole monologue of how pissed off Woody is getting at Forky. <laughs> uh, all right. With Forky having becoming Bonnie's favorite toy, Woody has to continually prevent himself present prevent him from throwing himself away. On Bonnie's family road trip, Forky jumps out of the window and Woody pursues him. After Woody explains how important Forky is to Bonnie, Forky decides to return to her. Near the RV park where Bonnie's family is staying, Woody spots Bo's lamp in an antique store window. Inside, he and Forky encounter a doll, Gabby Gabby, and her ventriloquist dummies. Nightmare fuel. Yeah, like, Pure nightmare fuel. Seriously, and especially, like, you know, like, because they don't have, like, you know, like, any limbs or anything. So, like, just watching them, like, run with their, like, arms flailing and, you know, like, they really can't run with their feet. I'm like, yeah, this is disturbing. Dude, those things were terrifying. Yeah. Like, but I loved it. Like, I thought the monkey in Toy Story 3 was weird. Oh, yeah, no, these the, these take the cake for the Holy scariest toys. Holy shit. Like, even, like, the rigid, like the Sid's toys from Toy Story aren't as scary as these ventriloquist dummies. Yeah. Like, like I see that face in my dreams, or my nightmares. Not my dreams. My dreams are nice. <laughs> Lucky. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but oh, just just this scene, like it's just so disturbing. Um, so let's move on to what why we're saying disturbing. Uh, Gabby offers to take them to Bo, but reveals her plan to obtain Woody's voice box since her own is broken and no child will purchase her. That ugh. like just the fact, like me and Caleb called it. We're like, okay. The way that she's, like, looking at his pull string, because she got a reflection when she first met him and Forky through, like, I guess, like, an old-time plate. Yeah. Or saying her, like, face at looking at the pull string, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, she, yeah, it's got to do something with his voice box. Like, just, uh, just the fact that, like, that was so terrifying. Yep. We're good at guessing that shit. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're, just, we're so good. Woody escapes the dummies, but Gabby captures Forky. At a playground, Woody reunites with Bo and her sheep, who now live as lost toys. Bo agrees to help Woody save Forky and get back to Bonnie. I legit, I thought that actually, um, just from like the way like the trailers were doing that, like this was uh, when they were in the antique store, like this was the part that like Bo was just gonna come in and save Woody and Forky. I didn't actually think that she was gonna be at like a playground. Like that kind of like threw me off. I'm like, 
when uh but yeah when Bo was like nowhere to be found, I'm like, wait, what the hell? The hell Dude, is Bo Peep? I had a real feeling with this movie, like just with the beginning of it. Yeah, that I thought Bo Peep was going to be the antagonist. I did too. I feel a lot of people did, and I'm honestly glad that she wasn't. Yeah, I feel like they were going to like try to play up that Gabby Gabby was supposed to be the antagonist, and that it was going to be like plot twist, Bo Peep. I think. It would be so out of her character, and I think it would have pissed a lot of Toy Story fanatics off. It would have pissed oh, me off. 100%. Because, I'm sorry, that's just not Bo Peep. She doesn't do that to her friends. Yeah, but there's a lot of character shit that's, that went wrong. <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk about that. We'll get to that, because, yeah, both... I even have some problems with how some characters were portrayed in this movie. So, yeah, so Bo agrees to help Woody save Forky and get back to Bonnie. Meanwhile, Buzz searches for Woody, seeking guidance from his inner voice. How did you feel about the whole inner voice thing? So dumb. <laughs> so freaking dumb. Okay, it was a little funny like no, how he was getting it, it was, from... Really not at all. No, dude. They made Buzz a complete nitwit. Yeah, they really did. And I hated it. I Yeah, I did too. Like, okay, the first movie made sense. He thought he was a real space ranger. Yeah. But once he figures out he's a toy, he was a very competent toy. Yeah. In Toy Story Two, oh, he was yeah. like the the leader. Yeah. With yeah, when, when Woody, Woody was, was gone, gone. and Jeez. he didn't need no stupid inner voice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then in Toy Story Three, it made sense. Like he was like more of a like a secondary ish character, but he also took on that leadership role when Woody decided to go stay with Andy. Yeah. And. Yeah, he didn't need no inner voice, but then they made him all goofy because they put him into Spanish mode, which was freaking hilarious. Yeah. Made sense. And then they bring him back, and then they emotional moment. They made him a complete (laughs) fool. They did. I agree. And I hated it. Like, as much as it killed me, like, I I really did not like Buzz in this movie. I... I 100% agree. I did not like Buzz. I love Buzz. I love Buzz. And I feel bad for Tim Allen. <laughs> so dumb, dude. That was a bad decision making. I'll admit, the ending, though, like with what they do with Buzz, I did like. Yeah, if they would have made him, again, a competent person. Yeah. Like, I, I could have bought Buzz getting, like, not being able to, like, fly across town or whatever yeah and doing all that stuff like all that stuff it was the inner voice bullshit that bugged the hell out of me he's just like what would you do inner voice and you get pushing his button and i'm like are you serious you're so dumb but when he's just like hey i'm gonna go get woody and then he jumps out of the rv that felt like buzz oh yeah absolutely these little things felt like buzz yeah like i would i would buy buzz doing like the stealth shit and then getting knocked around everywhere yeah that i 100 percent buy yeah i don't buy him being like what do you do inner voice like what do you mean by inner voice yeah besides the inner voice parts i did like what they did with buzz like his all his all interactions with ducky and bunny were fantastic yeah i loved those why did they need to do the inner voice shit when you had ducky and bunny yeah exactly Oh my gosh, Ducky and Bunny, dude. I love them. I did too. Oh. 
I I just loved the fact that they were still like sewed together, so like they couldn't like separate at all. I thought that was really funny. Um. All right. So meanwhile, Buzz searches for Woody, seeking guidance from his inner voice. The button-induced phrase from his own voice box. Oh, yeah. Good hell. <laughs> when he becomes a carnival prize in a fairground, he escapes with plush toys Ducky and Bunny, and they meet up with Woody and Bo. With pocket toy cop Giggle McDimples. How did you feel about Giggle McDimples? I didn't hate her. I didn't, yeah, I thought she was pretty funny. I liked her. And stuntman toy Duke Kaboom. Keanu Reeves killed it as his character. Did, honestly, I did not hear Keanu Reeves. I didn't either. I liked Ducky and Bunny more as new characters, but I still liked Duke Kaboom as a character. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. Uh, they tried but failed to rescue Forky. Bo, unwilling to risk the group's lives on another attempt, angry, angrily leaves with the others after Woody indirectly insults her. Woody encounters Gabby Gabby again, who tells him of her longing to belong to the store owner's granddaughter, Harmony. Woody gives her his voice box in exchange for Forky. I didn't hate this one, but once he gave up his voice box, you kind of could figure out how the movie was going to end. I didn't. I didn't actually. I didn't see the ending. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's because they foreshadowed I it hard. Really? Okay. At you the got, beginning. That's true. They did, but maybe it's just because I didn't want to accept the ending that was coming. Yeah. So I. So when they were foreshadowing that, and then he's like, "I'll give you my voice box." Yeah. I was just like, "Okay, this is when Woody's going to decide not to because he did. He's been a broken toy before." Yeah. And he was about to get be getting rid of. Yeah, that's true. And then, like, they fixed him up and everything, and it was fine. But, uh, yeah, once once he gave up his voice box, I was like, okay, this is this is the end of Woody being like an actual a, a person, yeah, like an actual toy. toy, yeah, yeah. child's toy. Damn, yeah, like I said, maybe I just didn't want to like see that because i just didn't want to see the ending <laughs> forky and woody watch harmony reject gabby this was depressing dude like, that damn. was rough <laughs> that was so oh, sweetie rough. do you want it nah i'm good just throws it in the box i'm like little shit <laughs> <laughs> dude like everyone in the theater when we went was just like <gasps> Dude, I was even like, oh, damn. Yeah, right? Like, holy shit. Like, full on freaking rejected. <laughs> yeah. And that's like something you've never seen in the Toy Story franchise, I don't think. Someone reject a toy like that? Yeah. Yeah, you haven't. And it was rough to watch. <laughs> it was very rough. Ugh. Right. Woody sends Forky back with a message for Buzz to te- to meet them at the carnival's carousel. The whole thing of them like trying to, because you know Bonnie's uh, family is heading off in like a different direction, and them like trying to get back to the carnival and like messing with the RV and everything. That was just comedy gold. That was pretty. And great. her dad's reaction to everything, and uh, and then isn't at the end like Buttercup's like, "Yep, Dad is going to jail." Or something. <laughs> Doesn't Buttercup say that? Uh, yep, that was great. All right, Woody comforts Gabby and invites her to become Bonnie's toy. Bo and her friends return to help, and they head for the carnival. The toys manipulate the RV controls, preventing the family from leaving. 
When Gabby sees a crying girl lost in the carnival, she decides she decides to become that child's toy, emboldening her to yeah, sorry, emboldening, that's a word, right? Yes. Okay. Her to approach a security guard and be reunited with her parents. This was that was a sweet moment. That was a very sweet moment. I'm I'm glad that Gabby Gabby was able to find a um an owner. I do I did appreciate that they redeemed Gabby Gabby. Yeah. Unlike, you know, like with the prospector and Lotso. Yeah. Like, she she wasn't really a villain either. She wasn't. And I, I appreciated that. Yeah. She was just somewhat, she had a goal in mind and she want, was going to do whatever it took to get that. Because, I mean, that is ultimately the number one goal of a toy is to be able to be owned by a child. Yeah. That's what you want as a toy. Uh, At the carousel. I don't want to read this part. All right. I'm okay. At the carousel, Woody and Bo share a bittersweet goodbye. Buzz tells him that Bonnie will be okay without him. Okay, they, they should have wrote that differently. Uh, deciding to stay with Bo, Woody embraces Bonnie's toys. Fair, embraces... I should think that should say embraces the gang. I don't think it should say Bonnie's toys, but whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Embraces Bonnie's toys farewell and gives Jesse his sheriff badge. That was a sweet moment. I did like that a lot. I did like that one too. The RV departs with Bonnie's toys. On her first day of first grade, Bonnie makes another new toy, a female plastic knife, to whom Forky introduces himself to. I, like I told Caleb when I first saw this, I love the ending, but I also hate it. Because I hate thinking of Woody, Woody and Buzz not being together. Yeah. Like, that just kills me. And I know, I know, you know, I know that in the first and second, you can tell that the bond between Bo and Woody is strong, but I don't know, like in a way, I don't, I feel like the friendship of Woody and Buzz is stronger. I I feel that too. How would you have felt if it was like Andy's toys as a whole were put in the same situation that Woody was in? Okay, wait. So, like, what if it was like, what if it was like Buzz and Woody were kind of put in that situation where they weren't getting played with? Oh, and they both, yeah, and then they both like kind of decided to to break off from the pack. Pack. I don't know. I'd actually be interested to see that a little bit, just because I mean, at least Woody and Buzz would still be together. But at the same time, I don't know if like you can't. It'd be weird, you know, like having kind of like Jesse be like the kind of leader of the gang now instead of like Buzz or Woody. I'm still very hesitant on the necessity of this movie. I'll give you that. Like how, like, I don't even know. Like I was thinking that maybe just all of the Andy's toys as a whole, they were all kind of getting rejected by Bonnie, yeah, but no, it's just Woody. Yeah, and which makes absolute it makes no sense because she loved him in Toy Story three. Yeah, what was that <laughs> bullshit? <laughs> I like she even like when she sees him in the box when Andy's giving her, her his toy, she's like, "Oh my cowboy!" And then you see how like Woody's just left in the closet. I'm like, "Are we just forgetting what happened in the third one?" Yeah, what the shit, Bonnie? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen like all the comments like? uh it for uh, every video that's leaked of the ending, all the comments say like, uh, when Andy comes back to see uh, Bonnie. Oh, so you know, like, how are my toys doing? How's Woody doing? And she's like, about Woody. <laughs> uh, He's like, I hate you. 
if they do a, another Toy Story, if do you think they're going to? I honestly hope they don't. I, I think hope this... that too. But if they do, I think it would be interesting to take the approach that like Woody runs into Andy's kid. That would be kind of cool. Right? Right? Like uh, like that I don't know. Like I love Bonnie, but just seeing that uh opening with uh you know like that flashback of Andy playing with his toys, I'm just like why can't you still belong to Andy? <laughs> I know it's rude and I think that you know like it's awesome. I don't think it's rude. I think he should have stuck with Andy too. I really wish that would I I wish that they would have played it out that in a way that you know like the other toys were left in the attic and Woody went to college with Andy. Yep, that would have been like the perfect ending. But the the way they ended Toy Story three was also perfect. You know, like Woody saying "so long, partner." Like that that was just perfect. So the fact that Toy Story four came out that kind of like makes me like want to backtrack that because I don't know. <laughs> Because I've seen, like, Bonnie... Toy Story 4 ruins Toy Story 3. (laughs) It kind of does, now thinking of it. And that sucks, because Toy Story 3 is a great third movie. Yeah. I mean, they do add, though, a lot of meaning to Infinity and Beyond. Oh my gosh, that, that, like, really freaking punches your I know, right? Because when Rex is like, so does this mean Woody's a lost toy? He's not lost, not anymore. To Infinity and Beyond. I'm like, damn you, Pixar... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> make me cry over here actually no i started crying when you could see yeah i'll fully admit i cried in toy story 4 i'm gonna fully admit that on this podcast i was all cried out from endgame <laughs> that's fair um but when woody and buzz go hug goodbye and especially you can see it in their motion that they like go, they like hug tighter than when they first start that's when i'm just like oh my goodness i can't believe that they're they're <laughs> They're going their separate ways. You cannot do this to me, Pixar. You cannot be doing this to me right now. Yeah. So what are you thinking with the the story? Because I don't think it was great. It As far as like what they could do with Toy Story 4, I think it worked very well. It worked doesn't mean it was good. I'll give you that. An 85? I'm sitting at like 80. Okay, I'll give you 80. 82. Uh, eighty one, dude. Uh, like okay, it wasn't. Eight. It wasn't great. It like I'm actually like leaning more towards like in no, the seventies. No, we are giving. No, I'm not. Like going not like seventy five low, but like seventy eight, seventy nine. I'm sorry, I'm not going any lower than eighty. I okay, fair enough. So eighty. I feel, I just have a feeling we're gonna be more brutal on this movie than uh, Rotten Tomatoes was. I I feel like we are too. <laughs> And it's all your fault. <laughs> no, it's the movie's fault. This was did not need to be made. Did I still enjoyed it? Just because you enjoyed it doesn't need mean it needed to be made. Yeah, but you could say that a lot about sequels. Like name one where you've you like where you, uh, okay. There's actually a few. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it, right? But no, like with this one, you did not need a fourth. You did not. You could have said that about you didn't need a second. You didn't need a third. I feel like you did need the second. Because there were places Woody went in the second that he didn't get to go in the first. Yeah. Like, there was there was some necessity to it. And then there was necessity to the third. Like, Andy's growing up. What happens after that? Yeah. This true. one, it's just, what, like, 
what he gets left behind, and now he's sad and wants to go with his girlfriend. Well, I mean, it's kind of which like... brings up a whole thing of questions <laughs> <laughs> about toy sexuality that I did not need in my brain. Okay, I'll give you the. I'm just grateful that they did not kiss like when they kept like looking oh my gosh i was like if they kiss i'm walking out (laughs) dude i was the same way i'm like no you cannot do this for toys it's not it doesn't work i know they (laughs) i know they did it in the chucky movies with chucky and tiffany but no not that makes sense it's supposed to be raunchy yeah but not in toy story no oh my gosh oh my hell Oh shit! Uh, all right, move on to writing. Writing was pretty good. I'd say so. I wanted. I'm docking, docking the writing for Buzz. But yeah, I am too. Woody, I think it's very strong. The wo- yeah, Woody's the- very strong. For like, so Woody, Bo Peep, and Forky get the yeah they get the strongest writing. In yes, this movie. absolutely. Um. May, uh, Ducky and Bunny too. Oh, I love Ducky and Bunny. Gabby, Gabby, eh. it, Buzz, dude. It sucks. Like the original gang, like besides Woody, really was just pushed to the side. They were, and it sucks. It kills me. Yeah, like they could have brought Jesse into it a little bit more right? too. I would have loved. It. I think that Jesse should have gone along with Buzz. Yeah, that would have been awesome. And then he didn't need to do the freaking. Inner vo- like she could have been his inner voice. Yeah, like they had Dolly there, she could have been like the you know like one to control the toys or you know like make sure everything was going okay. Yeah, everyone else, no one else needed to be like a main character besides Woody, Buzz, and Jesse. Yeah. Well, maybe. Uh, I mean, do you think like they well, maybe? And then obviously Bo Peep and Fork. What about like Bullseye? Just so like Buzz and Jesse had a ride. Uh... Or do you think Bullseye should have? I don't know. Bullseye is like... just kind of there. I don't know if actually. Uh, Jesse would go without Bullseye. That's the thing. I don't think she had would have it in her heart to leave him. I don't know. Because I don't know. From the second one, you can tell that Bullseye does kind of, you know, he doesn't do well with loneliness. True. I mean, you could have had him, like, interact with Ducky and Bunny. That would have been fantastic. That would have been pretty great. And then it's just kind of those three. That would have been, been fun. That would have made this movie better. Yep. <laughs> Toy Story 4.5? No. <laughs> <laughs> there was no necessity for 4, and there's no necessity for 5. Or 4.5, yeah, or 4. whatever 5. you 4.5, not Toy Story 5, 4.5. <sighs> I'm... With extra content added by the Allbros. <laughs> huh? Huh? So, the writing... Yeah, for Woody, Bo Peep, Forky and Gabby Gabby, it was pretty good. I think it was on par with the story. So 80? Around 80. Okay, I'll give you 80. Yeah, because... Sorry, I'm not giving you lower. You're not going to let me be on as harsh on this movie no, as I'm I want not. to be. No, because it's still Toy Story and it's still enjoyable. <laughs> enjoyable doesn't equal good, Rose. It does to me. Whatever. Okay, moving on to acting. So I think we should do Woody, Buzz, Bo Peep, Forky, Ducky, and Bunny. But I think count them as one. Yeah. And Gabby Gabby. Oh, not Duke Kaboom. Not really. You sure? Duke. I mean, he was kind of like thrown in there. I mean, he had more to do than the original gang. 
That's true. You want to do Duke Boom? Yeah, might as well. Okay. I mean, because he does get the side story with his owner. <laughs> oh my god! <gosh. laughs> that was. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Dude, when like they show that commercial, I'm just like, kid, you got to be freaking kidding me! Like, uh, like it's a commercial, you yeah. asshole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like, seriously, just ask your parents. Be like, Mom, why isn't my toy doing this? Oh, son, it's a commercial. It can't do everything. Oh, okay, it's still a cool toy. I'm still going to play with it. Thanks, Mom. Or just hit the button harder. I mean, shit. (laughs) Okay. Because that fixes everything. (laughs) Yeah, because you just, like, tapped it, and it was just like, and it fell over. Like, so you couldn't, like, push it hard? So you want to be like, like well, yeah, if you, wanted to all. Ju- if you wanted to jump through the freaking hoop, at least, like, <laughs> smash it down, but whatever. Yeah. Give us some manpower. <laughs> uh, all right. First off, Woody. Tom Voiced Hanks by did it again. Tom Hanks. I don't, Tom Hanks never fails me as Woody. Like, again, he was fantastic. He's pretty good. I... No, there were there were some issues I had. Whoa. There were some issues I Whoa, had. Oh boy, dude, you about to talk some shit on Tom Hanks? There were issues. Okay, let's hear it. So remember when he was getting introduced to Officer Giggle McDimples? Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's the name. I that interaction felt really weird. Was yeah, but was that the writing or the acting? Yeah. He had something. It was the acting. I, uh, damn you. <laughs> okay, Tom Hanks was perfect. What? <laughs> All That's right. what I thought. So what? You're thinking a hundred? I'm so yeah for Tom Hanks. I'm sorry. I oh he was just so fantastic as Woody, as always. Okay, well I was thinking ninety five. Can you at least just give me one one hundred in this? Fine, I can give you one. Thank you. It means a lot to me. I'll never forget this. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Buzz, voiced Here. by Tim Allen. His acting was good. I think he did a really good job with the acting. It's just some of his, you know, like, this is the thing. It's more so like with the writing. It's not with the actual actor. I know. Like, and that's that's what's hard about it. But there were very clunky lines that yeah. Buzz got. And it was a lot with the inner voice shit. Yeah. That felt really weird. When he was, like, doing his, like, ninja stealth shit, like, he, it felt like Buzz. Yeah, absolutely. But even with it being voiced by Tim, or with him being voiced by Tim Allen, it felt weird. I'll give you that. I'm thinking, like, 90. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you 90. I honestly thought you were going to say 85. I thought you were going to be harsher. You're not changing it. <laughs> no, I was not going to go that harsh on okay. him. Okay. All right, next we got Bo Peep, voiced by Annie Potts. She did fantastic. I think she did really good, too. I think she's a, a little bit better than Buzz. I would agree. Not as good as Woody. No. Uh, so, like, 95? Maybe mm. 93? I'm thinking 93. Okay, I'll give you that. I mean, I'm glad that this was the movie that she's had the most to do. And Annie Potts actually didn't even know that Bo Peep had this much to do in Toy Story 4 until really? like, she watched the finished product. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, next we got Forky, voiced by Tony Hale. I thought I was going to hate this character because I thought it was so stupid. I ended up loving Forky. 
Porgy was pretty good. He was great. I think, I think better than Bo Peep. I actually don't know if I'd go that far. Really? Yeah. Or right, what are you thinking? Like, he's definitely better than Buzz. Oh maybe, well, that's not maybe hard. like I'd say like I'm in between like a ninety or like a ninety-two. Ninety-one. I'll give you ninety-one. All right. I think we should grade Ducky and Bunny as one. Yeah. So Ducky was voiced by Keegan Michael Key, and Bunny was voiced by Jordan Peele. Both were fantastic. Both were amazing. I love I love these characters. These I'm give strong ninety five. I completely agree. Like I might even go as far as saying like ninety six, ninety seven. I'll give you that. Ninety seven. Yeah. All right. Yeah they they had some great freaking lines, mm-hmm. especially when they were coming up with the. The way to get the key. The plush rush. <laughs> the plush rush. Or when they followed her home. That was freaking hilarious. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> like, I, I still freaking laugh at the thought of them just coming up on the side of her bed. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my hell. Yeah. They, they... I would not mind a movie with just them. I, w- I honestly think that... They would be a good candidate for a Disney Plus uh, spinoff miniseries. Yes. Yes. Or even just like a little uh, Pixar short on Disney Plus. Oh, absolutely. I would love to see that. That would be incredible. Okay, next. Okay, next we got Gabby Gabby voiced by Christina Hendricks. She did a really good job. She did. Like, she she did a really good, like little girl voice yeah she made gabby gabby pretty terrifying oh yeah she was freaking some sketchy shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i think maybe like an like a 90 i think she was pretty on par with buzz i can give 90 okay i think her real like if she would have stayed how she was throughout the majority of the movie yeah, like being the like the obvious antagonist, I probably would have graded her a little lower. I agree. I think her character uh, would have suffered actually. Yeah, and then like once she got like that redemptive voice box thing, and like started having like those issues, like being like, "Oh, this little girl that I've been after doesn't want me." Mm-hmm. That's when she really hit like gotten to some good, just chat. Yes, I agree. All right, and then finally, we got Duke Kaboom, voiced by Keanu Reeves. The one and only. Hell yes. And this did not feel like Keanu Reeves. It didn't. Like, I legit forgot that he was actually voicing him. Yeah, like, I did it, like, through the middle of the movie, too. I was just like, this is Duke Kaboom. Yeah, right? (laughs) Canada's greatest stuntman. Um, I really had no complaints with him. I didn't either. Like, I really liked the the jump, like the final jump. That was pretty cool. Or the jump that he like the first one where he saw the kid's face. What What's the kid's name? Oh my gosh. Um. Oh shit. Cause yeah, right before he takes off at the end, he's like, "This is for you." Damn it. <laughs> Okay, let me. I'm gonna look it up. Give me a minute. Oh, t- uh, Rajon. Yep. I can't pronounce that. Isn't it Rajon or something like that? 
Yep, Rijon. Yeah, Rijon. <laughs> yeah, so Duke Kaboom's kid's name was Rijon. <laughs> Badass name. Keanu Reeves freaking killed it, dude. He did. I don't think he's on par with, like, Buzz, sadly. No. Yeah, I'll give you that. I think even though he's, like, the one that I'm going to grade the lowest, he's still a freaking great yeah i completely like agree. he's a great character but there were there were issues with the, the voice i feel i'll give you that like the character like the character was funny but the voice it's itself with keanu reeves it feels awkward in what way what do you mean like it feels like someone that doesn't talk a lot talking a lot Okay, all right. I gotta see like, this movie again to like fully understand what what you're saying. Like you know how how uh, Keanu Reeves is more like if an an introverted, quiet actor. Yeah, I feel like this is like pushing him out of his comfort zone, and it kind of shows. That's an interesting way to look at it. Like especially with him like making the 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 pose noises. Yeah, it, really? I thought those sounded great. They, I, they felt they sounded awkward. I don't know. I feel like wasn't that the kind of like the point of the character a little bit? No, he was supposed to be like cocky. Well, yeah, don't those sound cocky? Like, ooh, oh yeah, you know, like yeah, but he didn't sound like he sounded like an awkward, like a like a really quiet person trying to be cocky. Okay, like it just felt like a quiet person trying to be extrovert. Okay. And it just, it just something was off about it. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> Since you let me have Tom Hanks a hundred, let you you let me give Tom Hanks a hundred. Okay, what are you sitting at for Keanu Reeves? Eighty-five. Really? That yeah. low? Not mm-hmm. even eighty-six. I can go eighty-six. Okay. Eighty-six. It is. All right, and that brings our acting grade to a 92.4. It's not too shabby. Not too bad. Okay, moving on to character development. I think we're going to do Woody. Yep. Woo. You good? Yeah, the burp. Oh. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're going to do Woody. Because you were thinking Bo Peep, too. I mean, I don't know. Do you think like she really got? Do you think she got enough character development to do her? She, she kind of got. I think she had the development off screen. That's fair. Like, cause she was very like, oh, I need like. I think she was on the same boat. Like, not like actually, no, she wasn't. She was very like at the beginning with the opening sequence with Woody, she was talking very highly about him just coming saying like toys get lost all the time. Like, come on, like let's make this happen. Like, just come with me. Yeah. And well, I mean, she like, was she, always like that. Well, she was still like with, in that moment, she was still like onto the idea of like, Oh, you know, like you get passed on to the next kid. She, the thought of like, Oh, you know what? Who needs kids and kids really? Hadn't really crossed into her mind yet until her new owner decided to give her to the antique shop. So, fair. 
but I still don't. Think, no, I'll, I'll give you that. I think, like, I think she, I think that, that she was just a couple steps away from. I'll give you that. that realization. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Woody really was the only one with the hugest character development. Yeah, and I, sadly, I think the character development is going to be what kills it for this movie. Really? Yeah. I did not like how what they did with Woody. I liked it. So I did like it, but at the same time, the fact, like, like I've said before, I know that he loves Bo. It's clear to see that. But the fact, the fact of the matter is that he has been with this group of toys for so long, and just I don't, I, I know, like you know, like love will you know make you do some crazy things, you know. But I don't know. It was just like hard to see. The character of Woody just, you know, being like, oh, you know what, guys, I think I'm actually going to go with her and not stay with basically my family. Yeah, it felt like he was abandoning them, it, it, and it, I did not like that. I didn't. I mean, like, even in Toy Story 3, he's like, you know what, I don't want to abandon these guys. I'm not going to go with Andy to college. I'm going to go with the rest of the guys. Yeah. So, like, just thinking of that ending in a Toy Story, just, yeah, it, it's kind of like, yes, yeah, he's so, like, Toy Story, that ending in Toy Story 4 kind of feels out of place. Because Woody kind of felt like it was his responsibility to make sure that he's always there for these toys. Like he's, he's he's the leader. He's kind of like the dad figure of all these toys. Mm-hmm. Like he like it shows too. Like he was calming down Jesse. Yep. From I, I thought she was over that shit. No, uh, you can tell that um she is. St- I think even in the third one, you can tell that she still suffers from it. Wait. No, because when they're in the toy box and they're like, you know, like dialing Andy, she's not hyperventilating. Yep. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. So, Jesse, Jesse backtracked a little bit. Well, okay, wait, okay. So, but like, like you could gun. see that Woody was kind of like fathering. Yeah. Everyone, just being like, oh, like everyone's a professional, and then he was just what wouldn't get played with. Yeah. Which I think is total bullshit, like what you said, like with how they ended Toy Story 3. But uh, I don't, I did not see Woody ever leaving the group. I could have seen him talk Bo. Yeah, into staying with the group. Yeah, I could totally see that. But like, yeah, she was kind of broken, but that's not a big issue for a kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could have seen Bo being talked into it and then bringing ducky and bunny and uh duke giggles yeah oh yeah and giggles as well maybe not duke because i think duke was yeah he was kind of well he was kind of fine on his own yeah but ducky and bunny definitely would have gone yeah did they go with buzz no they went with uh woody and bo that's right yeah i could have seen that happening a lot more than i could have seen woody staying behind I I didn't like it. Nothing about it. I really didn't like, like it. Like the arc wasn't great. The arc I liked up until that part. Yeah, but it just like, felt it, so a, a good arc can be ruined at the end. Yeah. So I'm honestly in like the 70s for character development. Cuz Woody it felt really uh, out of place for Woody. It, I don't I'd have to agree with you there, man. Where are you, where like, are you sitting at? Like a seventy-five. I was like seventy. Can we be at the middle at seventy-three? 
I can do 73. Okay. Yeah, I can't justify 75, though. Okay, I'll give you that. All right, music. So this is out of 10. This The music wasn't as good in this as it has been in others. I mean, did, did they play uh, You Got a Friend in Me? Yes. Oh, yeah, they did at the beginning. Yep. Yeah, duh. Thank then. Oh my goodness, I want to start crying. So that was like a good callback, but was, a lot of the other songs I don't really remember. What about um, "I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away"? I I couldn't even like hum the tune for you, Caleb. <laughs> Not even "I Was a Lonesome Cowboy." I the one at the end. Yeah, like I could do that, but that's only because I've listened. I like Chris Stapleton. Have you listened to Randy Newman's version? Of it? I have, and I don't like it. Honestly, I'd have to agree with you, actually. I like Chris Stapleton's version better. Yeah. I like them both, but I like his better. Um, But even though I like Chris Stapleton better, I don't really care for the song. Really? Yeah. It's not not catchy. Well, I don't really think it was meant to be catchy. Well, so think about this. In the first Toy Story, we get You Got a Friend in Me. Yeah. Like an iconic song that you could sing along. In the second one, you get the song that Jesse sings. Oh, when she loved me. Yeah, like that's an amazing song. What do we get in the third one? The third one, I don't know if we got one in the third one. The music didn't really stand out in the third one either. Yeah, but I don't think it really needed to in the third one. Yeah, but in this one, I think they were trying to, and it doesn't. It doesn't like stick out and just like pa in the face. I'd still give it a fresh rating though. I'm sitting at a seven with music. I'll, okay, yeah, no, see, that's still fresh. I'll give you seven. <laughs> I was afraid you were gonna say like five. No, okay. it's not gonna be that low okay. for me. Like, I, it'd have to be really bad. Okay, seven's just like my average. Like nothing kind of sticks out. Okay, all right, all right. Effects, which is because this is an animated movie, we're just gonna talk about the animation. Okay, what is this out of a hundred? At a hundred, yeah. I'd give it a hundred. I had nothing wrong with this. Like, okay, so the animation in Toy Story three was a huge jump from Toy Story two. Somehow, Pixar was able to make the animation from Toy Story three look even better in Toy Story four because the toys looked better than they ever had before. The humans looked great. The environments were amazing. The beginning with the rain—I don't know about you, but I actually thought that was real. That looks like a real shot. That's how amazing Pixar is at animation. You're not wrong. Like, I had absolutely nothing wrong with the animation. I think it deserves 100. I'm, I'm leaning more towards 95 because, and hear me out, okay. whenever the toys moved really fast, yeah, it always seemed like they were moving a little too fast. Okay, what do you mean? Like, so in Toy Story 2... Whenever, like, Buzz would, like, roll out of the way or do, like, flips and stuff, it felt, like, very, like, fluid. Like, he was, like, it wasn't, like, super quick. In this one, whenever Buzz did a flip or was flying around and doing, like, crazy shit, it was very quick. It was very fast. Like, a lot faster than he's ever done it well, before. Maybe he's and I liked it better in well, yeah, the but, second one but maybe because he's able it to... felt more fluid, like... When he would do the flips, he would, like, have to jump and then, like, do, like, a full body flip. In this one, it felt like he was, like, turning to, like, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, but over the years, he's learned the tricks of the trade. 
He's a space ranger. You could also say he is a toy, but he... I don't know. I don't really think that it really should detract from the animation. That's really kind of just like a motion of a character. Like, the animation doesn't really affect that. I feel like it's part of the animation. I disagree, man. I don't know if I can really come down from 100. That's just how good Pixar did with this movie when it comes to animation. Pixar is good. No, definitely. Pixar is great. It is. Like, <laughs> you're definitely right. The The rain looked amazing. Like, like every point that you made was on point. It's just some of the movements were fast. Like, a lot faster than they've been in the past. I, I disagree, man. <laughs> I never thought that this would be the category that would really divide us. I know, right? <laughs> like, I can go up to like a 97. 99. Can you just take one point off for that? And that flaw that you had? Just one point. <laughs> just one point. Uh, 98. Only letting you take off one point. <laughs> Gosh, you're such an asshole. <laughs> you don't get two. It's either Woody or the effects. <laughs> so pick one. Would you put it at ninety-eight? Wait, what? You pick one. A you either get Woody fine. at a hundred or you get effects at ninety-nine. I will go down to ninety-eight. Okay, I'll give you ninety-eight. <laughs> Reminds me of a family guy. Everybody gets one. <laughs> You're an <laughs> asshole. I think people are going to argue with us on that. They're going to be like, no, it deserved 100. Rose was right. Caleb, you're in the wrong. Bullshit. You want to bet? Yeah, I'll bet. Okay. I don't know what to bet. Like what we always bet. Fail points. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, one fail point. One Th- fail point. Okay. If anyone bitches about my my grade. For, yeah. Or for, for my effects grade. I will fix it, and I will take a fail point. Okay, yeah. If you, if you guys disagree with the our effects grade when it comes to animation, it's all Caleb. I and want if you it. disagree with Woody, Rose gets one. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Tom Hanks. It's not Woody. All right, fine. If you disagree with Tom Hanks deserving 100, <sighs> you got to like message us, people. Like, yeah. Make it happen. Yes. We'll tell you how later. This is intense. <laughs> all right costumes nothing really special with the costumes i don't really even know how to grade this i know this one's we, we need to come up with something for animation yeah do you remember how we did this for like how to train your dragon 3 yeah we just graded the costumes. oh we did yeah. oh shit okay but they didn't really change their costumes in this oh, yeah because you know they're toys um i don't know like should we like I don't know how to grade this. They looked great. I mean, you know. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, was Woody's vest not white enough for you? <laughs> no, like, I don't know how to grade this because it's just how they've been. Yeah. With How to Train Your Dragon, at least, like, there was some progression. This one's a tough one. It really is. Unless we just don't grade this one. Will that affect the score? Well, yeah, anything we do or don't grade will affect yeah, see, it. See though, then no. I'm. What about eight? 
I think eight is a decent just okay. I'll give you like, eight. They they were nothing special, but they weren't awful. Okay, I'll give you eight. All right, and lastly, our genre grade. So, as an animated family film, even though Caleb made me give it a ninety-eight when it comes to animation, <laughs> this was not a hundred movie. No, it's not. Oh, I know that. I know it's not. Um, but the animation was spectacular, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm such an asshole to you. Gosh, you're <laughs> such a dick. Um, I think it's a great family movie. Um, I just have a, I just have problems with how some of the characters were, um, not not acted out. What's the word? How some of the characters were portrayed. That's the word I'm looking for. Especially um, Buzz. Yeah, but really it was Buzz and the rest of the other gang besides Woody and Bo Peep. I consider Bo Peep a part of the original gang. So Woody and Bo Peep were like the ones from the original gang that like really got good um, character writing. But the others were kind of just not really there. Like Jesse said what, like four lines? Maybe. Yeah. I feel bad for Joan Cusack. That sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, you know, I think the... New characters were all great. Um, really didn't have any problems with the new characters. Um, I did have some problems with where they took Woody at the end. I liked where they were doing it towards the beginning and the middle, but the ending just kind of like ruined it a little bit for me. I don't know. What are you sitting at for a genre grade? So, like you said, the story was just, eh. It wasn't great. I didn't like what they did with Buzz. I mean, I did have a ton of fun with this. Yeah, I did too. Um, I had a huge smile on my face like throughout the whole movie. Yeah, up until the freaking mannequin or the <laughs> ventriloquist dummies, I was pretty on board with everything that they did. The I'm sitting, I'm sitting around maybe a little less than like the overall story, just barely. Like I'm sitting like seventy eight, seventy nine. Can you do 79? 79? Yeah, can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of scared to hear the score. Well, it doesn't affect it that much. So, our final grade for Toy Story 4 is... A B. Ooh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) It has an A on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, well, it was just missing some stuff. And like we said, like Buzz, it just felt like yeah, uh, he felt like a new character. Thing I feel it might be like for me, maybe like a little bit more of like a soft B plus, but I can understand why it's a B. Yeah. So the like the percentage is eighty three point four. Okay, so it's close to a B or well, okay, it's it's like a strong B, like a really soft B plus. So B plus grade is. 86 so it's three points away okay so yeah so it's it's so it's like a very strong like solid b yeah and i don't disagree with that grade i said i'd more so give it like a soft b plus but i can understand why i'd give it i can get with a b yeah i think personally i think my grade's a little higher because i i did enjoy this movie yeah i I would agree Honestly, like, personal-wise, just because of how much I love the Toy Story franchise, it's probably, like, a solid B+, maybe a little bit closer to, maybe somewhat close to a, a soft A-. That's what I would give it. 
Yeah. If I had, like, with my personal, I think I'd be more inclined to a B plus. Okay. Uh, not quite sure I'd give it A minus. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I'd... I mean, the problems that you had with it, I completely understand. Yeah. I, I mean, I can. So this has the like the same grade, like almost exactly as Child's Play. So Child's I... Play has an eighty three point four three. And Toy Story 4 has an 83.42. I don't think anybody would have expected that. Yeah. So I... And it's... So it's higher than Dark Phoenix. And higher than Aladdin. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, Especially with Dark Phoenix. It's below Detective Pikachu. Really? I'm not surprised. I like to take the Pikachu a lot better. I would actually disagree with that. Really? Yeah, I enjoy Toy Story four more. Well, you gave Detective Pikachu, yeah, I, I grade. Know, so I, yeah, I, I know what I gave it. <laughs> <laughs> Smart ass. Uh, and then it's below Spider Man Far From Home. The, yeah, I'd give it that. All right, let's see. Spider Man Far From Home was that good. Uh, below Unicorn Store. I disagree with that. Bullshit. Sorry. Bullshit. Okay, maybe we should not do this to where like, oh, let's compare Toy Story four to the other movies we reviewed. Well, that's what we what we do. You not can't all the say time. Toy Story four was better than Unicorn Store. I'm sorry, I think it was. That's horseshit. Hey, we all have our own opinions, Caleb. No, this is our. These are our opinions. <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently, I must have been drinking that night. So I'm just kidding. Um, it's on par with Shazam. Okay, yeah, I'll give it that because I really did enjoy Shazam a lot. And it's below How to Train Your Dragon Two. That's fair. So you agree with all these except Unicorn Store? Yes. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna keep doing that. I I like that, like saying what it's below and above. I don't like it. You're just doing it out of spite, aren't you? Yeah, I kind of want to go through and like give like all these other movies that we haven't done this new format on. I do too. I think one like, day, like when, like if we can like meet up earlier than we usually do, we should do it. Like knock a few out each yeah. time. Yeah, I say let's do it. Yeah, I'm down. Sweet. Alright, so that's the grade we're giving it. It's a B. Even though Caleb and I somewhat disagree with it. It's our mutual... I, I don't 100% disagree. I don't either. Like, I'm yeah. happy with this score. Uh, yeah, I am too. Sorry, Tom Hanks. <laughs> you know, there's a trailer that we totally forgot to talk about. Um, oh my goodness, what's the Mr. Rogers movie coming out? Tom Hanks? Uh, it, it, is it? It's a... Is it a wonderful day in the neighborhood? I think it is. Oh, we'll have to talk about that one next week. Yeah, okay. Sounds good to so me. So I'll write a note. Thank you. My handwriting is shit. It's better than mine. <laughs> All right, well, that concludes uh, this breakdown of Toy Story 4. Uh, next week, I think we're going to try and break down Lion King. Yes. So I, you've already seen it. I have. I still have to. Yes. So... You can look forward to that next week. Um, if you like this episode, want to check out more, 
Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, or Spotify. Um, you can also check out our content on YouTube. So we released a video last week, and we realized that it's a little jacked up. <laughs> so we're going to fix it. And we very apologize. We truly apologize. Yep. Sorry about that. So we'll fix it, and we'll let you know when we fix it. Yes. So, yeah. Then more videos like that, once we figure out our shit, yep. <laughs> are going to be headed your way after that. So look forward to that. Um, be sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Albros or on Twitter and Instagram at the Albros. And if you have something you want us to discuss in the next episode or a movie we should see, uh, be sure to email us at the Albros channel at gmail.com or fill out our form on our website, tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros. Or you could just like direct message us on our social media. Yeah. Like we... Whatever we respond is to e- everyone. We, yeah, we do. Whatever is easier for you. Yeah. Just so we're convenient. Yeah. All right. So with that, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. Bye. <clears throat> I, I what th- in the I, hell? I think Herbert's dead. I think Herbert died. I can't do it anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> Wow, asshole. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Or burn in hell. You're... Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs>